Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Christmas Part 2. Woo! I wish I had, like, snow coming down. I gotta try and find a solution for that. My wife's gonna hear this and be like, no, no solutions for snow in the house. Uh, today is Thursday. December 21st, 2023. Yes, this is actually alive. We are actually live. So if you're watching this on Thursday at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time, you are actually watching me. We've been doing so many pre-records lately because this is a wild and crazy time of year, you guys. I don't know if you heard, but uh, it's a wild and crazy time of year. So uh, we're so happy to be here, you guys. Our third annual Christmas special with Krista J. Bullock. And I'm just, it's so great. She's so festive. Wait, do you see her? You're going to, ooh, you're going to, ah, you're going to gasp. Good kind of gasp. You're going to be like, wow, how festive she is. So make sure to follow us on Spotify as well. Um, So we are not going to be doing a show on Monday or Tuesday of next week because it's Christmas. That's why. And the day after Christmas. So we'll be back on Wednesday um that which is the 27th and we'll do three awesome episodes my notes just fail dude i got it committed to memory it's okay we're good um but yeah so then we're only doing three next week but they're three good ones all right they're gonna be three dynamite ones so we close out our teaching series with james gall about discerning prophecy which has been just amazing um we did we did the final installment yesterday we recorded it yesterday uh and it's pretty good you guys it's pretty good i love it so um i think that's it i think i think that's it again my notes just fell off of my monitor <laughs> so my guest today you guys know her you love her um but those again who don't know who she is she's a, a very gifted preacher and teacher student of the word she is also a singer songwriter and drummer for the 11th hour program let's give it up for our guest today krista christmas herself Krista J. Bullock. Shalom. Shalom. Mine, mine doesn't move like oh, yours. Does. Does it have a, like a wire in it or is it just? Well, like- mine is like, okay, watch. Oh, sequence. Oh my goodness. Mine, but if I do the green, it blends in with the background. So I just oh, yeah. the red. Didn't I tell but, you guys we're going to ooh and ah? Did I not tell see, you? It, so it doesn't move, but that's fine. It's because it's like sequined out. That's why. Yeah, it is. I went a little bit more fashionable this year, but for our staff Christmas party, I had an all sequin outfit. Like I was sparkly from head to toe. And I was like, I've got to find a sequin Santa hat. Cause I always wear one. Yeah. And I found this. Walgreens came in clutch and I found a yeah. Santa hat right at the cash register. Way to <laughs> go, Walgreens. Like, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, shout out to Walgreens and Gardendale for hooking me up. Yeah. Way to go, Walgreens. Is Walgreens yeah. big down in the South? Is that like, or is that just you just happened in there? <laughs> no, I mean, um, Walgreens and CVS, I mean, they're kind of a staple yeah. here. And they're usually right across the street from each other. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because Walgreens isn't as big of a deal over here in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, we have them, 
Yeah. But it's always a place that I go from like, oh, Walgreens is open. I'll go there. <laughs> they have what I'm, you know. And we but, just want to let all the viewers know this is not sponsored by Walgreens no, at all not. or or any not kind yet. of <laughs> Yeah, not yet or any kind of pharmaceutical company. Yeah, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Jeff, no. it's so good to see you, my friend. I know. We haven't seen each other in so long. And I, I, I was, you know, as I was kind of preparing, praying today, I was like, man, it'll be so nice to hang out with Crystal. Like, I haven't seen you in a long time. So Oh, my here you are. Yeah. Here you are. And Satan yeah. tried to prevent you from coming on, and we said no. He, he sure did. Yeah. I was so I was so angry. I even had to tell my husband. I was like, you know, if I seem irritated, I'm not irritated at you. I was like, I just want to like full disclaimer here. I said <laughs> I'm angry at the devil. I said because. There's actually no reason why I sh like I should be feeling like I'm getting sick or anything. That there's no reason at all. I mean, he and I both try to live extremely healthy. You know, we we both exercise, we both eat right. You know, now around this time of year, it's a little yeah, bit hard. It's, you know, you gotta, it's a gray area. You no, know, you kind of fall off the wagon just yeah. a little bit because the cookies yeah. are flowing like the land of milk and yes. honey. You know, yes, and. But I was like, I got so mad. And yesterday I got to work and I was like, well, where's this person? Where's this person? They were like, well, they're sick. They're sick. And about the third person I heard that was sick, I was like, enough. I was like, this is enough. And I, I told the devil, I was like, you've came in illegally. I was like, now you can see yourself back out Come the on. door. Come and on. so like that, uh, around noonish today, like as I was leading up, getting ready for this program, I I feel the best I have felt the last two days. So, you know, that's what you got to do. You just got to yeah. kick him out. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And some of you guys, that was for some of you guys, when you're listening to this where you're like, yeah, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. So that's there right. we go. That's right. Living, living testimony right there, Krista, and and walking yeah. it out. <laughs> walking walking out. it out yeah uh, all right. so uh, fun fact this is not just has nothing to do with what you're talking about i just okay. this is actually a dolly parton mug which is funny because i don't it's i don't awesome. listen to dolly parton i'm not a dolly parton guy but it was a cute christmas tree and i said i gotta have that mug and then i looked and it said dolly parton on the bottom and i was like oh I'm, speaking of Dolly Parton, I went to Walmart the other day. I didn't run into Dolly Parton, but the other day I went to Walmart and it was with a friend of mine and we're going down the aisle, like where the cake mix stuff is. And all of a sudden I see Dolly Parton's face and I did not know that she has like her own line of cake mix and cookie mix what? and brownie mix. And I was like, what does Dolly not have? Yeah. I was like, what, what does she, is there something she does not own? A, a base on the moon. Uh, right. And she may. Yeah. yeah Dollywood, the, the new branch of Dollywood is going on the moon, you know, and she'll be like, now I have everything. Exactly. Yeah. The new roller coaster reaches the moon. Yes. it does. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Dolly Parton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We were talking backstage because we kind of we kind of like to freestyle, you and me. Yeah. But um, there's uh, I you want to do? Well, I'll let you set it up. I don't want to. I'm not going to do a good job setting it up. It's your message, the Lord gave you. What are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate that. 
Um, so a couple years ago, when this started, I can't believe this is already the third year that we've done this. Oh, is crazy? And um, I seem to get more and more wild every yeah. year. <laughs> and probably next year, I'll probably just like wear a Santa suit on here. Mm. I don't know if I can find one, I'll wear it. I'll dress as but, Buddy um, the Elf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> a great idea. Elimination said, please do. You got it, Jake. Yeah. I'll do it. So <laughs> a couple years ago, my very first Christmas special, I spoke about having the merry kind of faith. Mm -hmm. And, you know, around this, this time of year, our phrase is Merry Christmas, but it's not M-E-R-R-Y. It's M. -E -R -R -Y. A-R-Y. It's mm -hmm. having the Mary kind of faith as in Mary, the mother of Jesus. And she's kind of a staple around this time of year. She's kind of, you, you see her in a lot of people's front yards. You hear her talked about a lot. But then the thing about it is, is you don't hear her a lot after that. Mm -hmm. You don't hear her talked about a lot. She's not preached about a lot. But this time of year, like she really shines. This is this is her time of year. But the Lord, so we just to kind of recap a couple years ago, our, and I'm gonna go ahead and read the, the story again. Yeah. And we'll start in Luke chapter one, verse twenty-six. So those of you, if you don't have your Bible, it's totally cool. Just listen. <laughs> Luke chapter or Luke. 1 verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and he shall be called son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called bearing a bear for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And we, we need to remember that phrase for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, and this, this phrase, this is the main thing of the whole message. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me, according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Mm. Now we read that we've heard that. So many years, especially even if you were raised a Christian, even if you were not, you have heard that story at some point. At some point, you've went to some kind of Christmas mass. You've heard you've participated in a live nativity at, you know, you've, you've been involved in this story, whether just listening to it, whether acting it out some way. 
or another or hearing it told in a movie. And we, we hear it and we go, praise God, hallelujah, glory to God, Christmas story. We shout, we do all this. We don't think anything about it. We just move on. We read the story and we move on. But recapping about the message that the Lord gave me a couple years ago, okay, now let's, let's say that we had never heard this story before. Let's say that this has never happened. And let's go all the way back to where Mary was. And let's put ourselves in the position of a 15-year-old Jewish girl. And now Mary was in the line of David. So we know that Mary had heard the stories that were written, you know, in Torah and that that were told in, in the Torah classes and that, you know, they were they were taught back then. They knew the stories of heroes in the past leading up, especially heroes that come from, you know, our fathers in the faith, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. They heard all of all of these stories. And so there was a very famous prophet before Mary's time named Isaiah. And Isaiah was not a prophet that was, you know, held of low esteem. Isaiah was a prophet that was held high and they believed what he said. Isaiah was a very powerful prophet and one of the most remarkable prophets in the history of the entire world. And in Isaiah, he prophesied these words in Isaiah 7, 14. He said, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So where, you know, Mary had heard that she listened to that story. She, she had heard that prophecy, but how many times have, have we heard prophecies that have been given or, you know, whether years ago or whether recently, and then we watch them come to pass. And for some reason, we just got busy with our everyday life and mm -hmm. just totally forgot about it. And we're like, oh my goodness. You know, I, I've heard my dad give a prophecy before and then it come to pass and people will come to him and he'll be like, I said that I said that we'll be like, um, yes, you said it. And we have evidence that you said yeah, we it. Have it on, we have it on video. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, back then they didn't have anything on live stream or video oh, yeah. and they, they couldn't timestamp it. <laughs> they mm -hmm. couldn't, you know, prove it. So mm -hmm. you just had to really believe yeah. in your covenant with God and, and believe that it was true. And so Mary knew all of these things. Okay. Well, she's 15 years old. Now I picture Mary as this Everybody thinks that she was just this girl who was just, you know, so soft-spoken, just kind of walked around like this all the time and was just very calm. And But we're talking about the woman who raised the man who flipped over the tables in the temple and who told people that their mamas were snakes. You know, I mean, like... Of course, he did it in love, but this was the kind of boldness that Jesus had. And this was his mother. And, you know, I can only put myself in, in those shoes and, you know, say if I had a son and my son gets up there and he's he's preaching the word. He's preaching the gospel with fire and conviction. And, you know, he's laying it down and 
spitfire that you and preaching hell so hot you can feel it you know i'd be like yes I'd be mm -hmm. like, that's that's my son right mm -hmm. there you know i i, I help raise him i i help do that mm -hmm. you know and and so we we think of mary just as this very calm collected person but one of the meanings of mary means rebelliousness yeah that's right and and people get so mad at at hearing that they're like rebellion is as the form of witchcraft and I, yes that is but study out the context of what that means and what it's talking about before you start making accusations like that but rebelliousness what could mary have been rebellious towards is my question what could she have been rebellious towards could it have been maybe religion mm -hmm. could it have been maybe traditions of men the things that maybe this is the way it should be this is the way it should be this is the job you have to do this is the way it has to be you know back then women were held at a very low esteem oh yeah like that they, they were only looked at as certain things and they had certain jobs that they did and you better not get out of line and you better not know you, or you better not think, uh, you better know that, hey, you're not a dude and you're not a guy and you can't do the things that guys can do, you know. And so they had a job to do. Men had a job to do. And you better keep it that way. Mm -hmm. And that was the way it was back then. And so could it have been that Mary, maybe on the inside of her, knew that she was called to greatness, like there was a destiny on the inside of her. My, you know, my dad's been teaching a lot on destiny lately and what God has for you. And, and could it have been that Mary just had this stirring on the inside of her that, hey, I want to do something for God. I want to do something great. You know, I've heard of my heroes in the past. I've heard of Esther and how she saved our people. I've heard of of Deborah. I've heard of JL and I've heard of these women. And why, why can't I do something like, like that? You know, you had Zipporah who walked alongside Moses. Like she was a part of all of that. She had that happen. It's like, why, if they could do that, then why, why can't I do something? You know, and I'm not, you say, well, this isn't in the scripture. Well, you can't prove that I'm wrong because you don't, you don't know, Mary, there's really not a lot talked about about her in the scripture but because that was one of the meanings of her name then she had to be rebellious against something mm -hmm. and i and i just have this pretty good indication that it was towards tradition and it was towards traditions of men and and religion and just the way that things had to be so i i got married pic, uh, i got married pictured as this what what if she's just out what if one day she's praying and she's like, God, you know, I, I've got these big dreams. My, my vision is huge. I've got, I've got this, this dream and I know that I could do something great for you if you'll just give me a chance. You know, Lord, use me. Use me to make a difference in our people. You know, we're, we're under oppression right now. We're, we're under, this is, you know, there's a lot going on and it feels hopeless and nobody's stepping up to the plate and nobody's making a difference. And Lord, I want to do something great. And then of course she's 15 years old. So she's got things she's got to do. She's got, you know, she's got chores she's got to do. And you know, what if, 
what if people what if people told her you know mary why don't you get your head out of the clouds mm -hmm. why don't you get your head out of the clouds why don't, why don't you go and do what you're supposed to do this is the way this is your job do your chores you can have the dreams later you can do these things later thanks for listening the elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner visit elijahfire.com slash give and she just goes out there and the reason why i know for a fact that something was going on in mary's life is because we read in the scripture when the angel came to her and it said that she was troubled when she saw the angel. Now, a lot of people take the word troubled as she was scared, like it freaked her out when she saw the angel. That word trouble translated right there actually means to disturb wholly or to agitate. Hmm. And I laughed so hard when I saw that in translation because the angel of the Lord, Gabriel, we know came to her. She, he agitated Mary when he spoke to her. So it was almost like she was busy doing something. She was out doing something. And he was like, Mary. And she was just like, what? <laughs> you know, like, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Like, you do know, my chores. Like, <laughs> right. I'm doing my chores. What do you want? <laughs> you know, it's like, you yeah. know, before you have, you know, your cup of coffee in the morning and somebody comes yeah. to you and you're doing something and they're like, they'll be like, hey, Krista, what? Yeah. You know, but just <laughs> what? what? <laughs> it's, it's very agitating. And yeah. it's like, what? You know, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And it says it, it troubled her, which means to agitate her. Mm -hmm. We also know that something was going on in Mary's life because later on in the scripture, and we'll get to it a few minutes later, called the song of Mary, when she's visiting with Elizabeth, she says, she says, the Lord regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden, of his servant. Well, what that word lowest state means right there is depression hmm. in rank or feeling or humiliation or to be made low. So we know now that in fact, something was going on in Mary's life. You know, of course, I made my husband laugh the other day when I said, well, could it have been that she was about to get married? Like, I was like, could that, could that have been the reason I was like, because, you know, but back then they didn't, the women didn't get a choice mm -hmm. on who they married. The men, the men chose their wife or the families chose or something like that. Women didn't get to be like, oh, he's good looking. I'm going to pick him. Yeah. You know, that, that wasn't the way that that went. They were just betrothed to whoever they got matched yeah, up with yeah and not saying that she didn't want to marry joseph i don't know it just could have been a lot of overwhelming things at that moment and she's 15 years old right so you've got yeah. teenage hormones too mm -hmm. you know it's like all everything and she's a teenage girl which yeah. means I know I can raise my hand and say, I know what that feels like 
it's yeah. there's so much happening and so she could have been you know we don't exactly know where she was when gabriel came to her and we also have no record of how gabriel's appearance was when he came to her did he take on the appearance of a man or was he full on straight up yeah, like angel? full angel just like right <laughs> So, uh, yeah, exactly. In my mind, now the Lord can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would like to think he more than likely took on the appearance of a man, which could be why it said it agitated her at (laughs) uh, at his appearance, like at his welcoming when he said that to her, because she didn't know he was an angel. You know, it was like, just turned around like, oh, great, something else. What? <laughs> what do you want? And now knowing, yeah. now we've get, we're getting a better understanding of Mary. And honestly, it makes us all feel a lot better because she's not too far from you and I. Like yeah. In, well, in and I, yeah, and I like, I like to do this too. I'll stop because it's very easy for us to caricaturize figures of the Bible and be like, right. Oh, they heard God and they didn't doubt at all. And if only I had that, I'm like, Oh, them being human, just like us, I guarantee right. you there was doubt. I guarantee you there was all the things that we experience when we're following the Lord and trying to be, walk out obedience guarantee you. So I always like doing that. I'll be like, okay, hold on. Let me, let me just strip away any, all the years right. of me building up like superhero Peter. Okay. If I was in this situation, how would I respond? And then going, I guarantee you it was something very similar, similar enough with whatever it is. So, yeah, I I think this is great. Exactly. And because they were, in fact, human, just Mm -hmm. like us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see that, what is it, Us Weekly magazine that on the front, they'll be like, stars, they're just like us. Oh, yeah, I know. It's like, like, (laughs) duh. (laughs) So, like, you look and read in the Bible. These people were just like us. They really were. And so now I, you know, I used to think, okay, well, Mary was like a super wild thinker, which I I still believe she was. Like, I still believe that she believed in a lot of supernatural things of God, especially to be able to accept this. That was, you know, um, uh, bestowed onto her, this amazing uh, opportunity. but. When I started studying a little bit more, I think, like I said, that she was just like so cool, calm and collected that she only asked one valid question. And it was just, okay. I know how children are born here in the natural. I know how I'm supposed to conceive. Never done that. How am I going to have a child? Like, that's a pretty valid question. But now knowing that she was agitated. And she's a 15-year-old teenage girl. This question starts actually to sound a bit more like a smart response to the angel. (laughs) He's like telling her all of these wonderful things that's going to happen. And then she just, first of all, can't you see? She's just looking at him, maybe with her eyebrow cocked, like, (laughs) um okay because the message translation born right (laughs) because the message translation says that he comes to her and goes 
Good morning. You are beautiful. Shining with God's favor, something like that. And he like tells her all this stuff and she's just probably like, um, okay, hi. Like yeah, Gabriel's like, I'm sorry, I'm a little rusty. I haven't talked to a human in a while. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, sure. Okay. I'll keep playing along. You know what it kind of kind of reminds me of if anybody's ever seen Elf mm-hmm. when he first gets there to New York. to visit his dad oh, yeah. and he goes so are you just gonna like sing or something and he's like oh yeah sure he's like hi i'm with I'm my singing, dad yeah. singing my <laughs> song yeah. he's like i found you daddy exactly he's like i love you i love you you know and he's just like okay that was a little weird and yeah. um that's kind of the way i picture mary acting towards gabriel he's she's like okay sure yeah yeah i'll I'll play along okay well how am i gonna have a child i ain't been with a nobody beat that Mm -hmm. you know it's like answer that one (laughs) and then he starts going the holy spirit will overshadow you and 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 all of this and just starts going into everything and then it was like all of a sudden you can you can hear it when it changes in Mary, the prophecy from Isaiah, a virgin will conceive. Oh my goodness, <laughs> is this real life? Like, is this happening to me? Because the message translation says when she says, uh, "I'm the handmaiden of the Lord," it says, "Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord." In the message, she says, yes, I see it all now. I am the Lord's servant. Okay, yes, yes. Be it done unto me according to your word. What that told me right there was Mary, she knew the prophecy. She remembered it. She knew what was going on, but she knew that she had to align with the word of God that had been spoken over her. That was the way that promise was going to come upon her was aligning with the word of God. But she knew how to be chosen by God. See, Mary was not chosen because she was perfect, Jeff. Mary was chosen because she was a servant Mm -hmm. and she had a servant's heart. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mary was not perfect in the least bit because the only perfect person to ever walk the planet was the one that she was about to give birth to. Mm -hmm. There was no other perfect person. So God looks at our heart. Number one, this is our first point of the message. God looks at our heart as do you have a servant's heart? God does not look. Thank God he doesn't look at our thoughts. Because we can have some wild and crazy thoughts. And half of them aren't even ours half the time. They're just flying across and we end up catching some of them. Or they get planted in us and different things like that. And we see now Mary was depressed. Mary was humiliated. Mary was of a low uh, esteem. She had low self-esteem. Okay, she's starting to sound human. Mm-hmm. She's starting to sound mm-hmm. like one of us, but God didn't see the depression that she was in. Yeah. 
God didn't see the humiliation. God didn't see the way she looked at herself and was like, I don't like the way you look. I don't like this outfit. I'm tired of this blue. This makes you look fat. This makes you look mm -hmm. ugly. Like he didn't see all that. Mm -hmm. God saw her heart and her willingness to serve. And I just get this, this thought in my head that she wanted to do something so great for God that her heart cried out as a servant, God, I'll do anything you ask me to do. Mm. I'll do anything. I have a heart for you and I have a heart to serve. And it was just like God had been scanning through that time to find somebody, but he heard the heart. He wasn't looking at their looks. He wasn't looking at whether they, they made a mistake or whether they did this or that. He was hearing the cry of a servant's heart and he wanted to hear, Lord, I'll do at your word. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. And as he was scanning, listening, he heard Mary and he was like, that's her. That's the one. And told Gabriel, go see her, mm. go see her. And all of a sudden she gets, good morning. Good morning. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Yeah, good morning, sunshine. And she was probably like, I don't have time for you today. Yeah. And so from that point on, Mary, then she started a journey and she started a journey of faith. And she started a journey of having to protect the promise. And we've talked about this before about hooking up with the right people to protect the promise because now she has to have faith to keep it. Mary is in a position where she could die. Mary is in a position where she could be stoned to death because like, you know, we have certain slang terms that we would use uh, to describe people such as the way Mary would have seemed to be. Yeah. And they didn't have that, but they definitely would have placed a scarlet letter on her. They definitely would have said, you know, of course she's a liar. She's, mm -hmm. you know, she's unclean. She's a floozy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they definitely would have placed some labels yeah. on her. Yeah, and so now sure. she's sitting here thinking, okay, I could die. You know, and it's like I, I, I spoke about this Sunday at church and I said, you know, it's easy for me to put myself in, in Mary's position. I said, because like, you know, I, I made the decision to wait until I got married. And so I, I can put myself in that position and think, what would have happened? Like, can you imagine the live chat and, and comments had I have came out and said, I'm, I'm preggers, pregnant. not married. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. It's by the Holy ghost. It's by God. First yeah. of all, you would say, okay, there's only one of there's only one son of God that's coming. And um that's Our already, happened. already been fulfilled, Krista. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's not you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I would have been I'd have been labeled some some stuff. Oh, yeah. I'd have probably been asked to sit down from my position, <laughs> you yeah. know. Well, uh, praise the Lord that there was no social media back then. Yes. Glory when, to God, Mary, because like, yeah, oh Mary would have, um, well, she would have been through it probably a lot, a lot more. Mm -hmm. And so she's thinking to herself, okay, I could, 
I, I have this awesome man that I'm about to get married to. He's a wonderful man and he's will we'll have a great life. But if he finds out, um, he's not going to believe me. How am I going to tell him this? Um, nobody else is going to believe me. Who is going to believe me? And then she remembered the angel telling her. I mean, if she now believes she has conceived of the Holy Spirit, she can obviously believe that a pregnant, barren, 80-year-old woman is now six months pregnant. And she's like, Elizabeth, I'm going to see her. And it said that Mary ran with haste to see Elizabeth. She ran with haste because Mary knew I have to protect this promise. Okay, now the Lord has now given me a mandate. He's now given me a call to do. Now the work starts for me. And what is the work for me to protect it? So Mary runs to Elizabeth, somebody else who is in an impossible, miraculous situation that only them two would have understood at the moment. And we know that Elizabeth had to be pregnant first because John the Baptist had to come before Jesus and he had to be the front runner for Jesus. Prepare the way, prepare the way, prepare the way. And so Elizabeth is now in her own miraculous situation. Mary goes to her. And now I just picture Elizabeth maybe sitting. Uh, I've always pictured her just standing in her kitchen area for some reason. She's just standing there. And don't you know, for Elizabeth, at some point, she probably thought, too, like, is this real life? Mm -hmm. Like, is this actually happening? I'm 80 years old yeah. and about to have a child. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, people say, yeah, but that was back then. OK, 80 was still 80. That, that's 80 years old. Even Zachariah said in in our old age yeah he's like how can this so, be like my wife's old yeah then his mouth got shut <laughs> because of it yeah. and so i mean she's she's probably thinking to herself okay how am i going to do this is zacharias ever going to talk again like how am i going to have to raise this child by myself like is this how is this going to happen and at some point doubt probably started trying to fill her mind as well. But when Mary came in the house, the word tells us that when Mary came in, Elizabeth, the babe within Elizabeth's womb leaped. It said it leaped. So we don't know if he just jumped straight up and down, if he did a backflip. I don't know. But we do know that John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost. He was filled with the Holy Spirit because, and he was the first person to be filled with the Holy Spirit inside of the womb. And so these are just two miraculous stories coming together. But the reason why I wanted to take the time to touch on that is because when Mary realized she had to protect the promise, she didn't run get on social media and tell everybody, oh, I got a word from God. God's done told me I'm going to do this. I'm going to do great things and all this. No, Mary knew that she had to hook up with a faith keeper just like her, a promise keeper just like her, somebody that would speak life.
into her. And don't you know, Jeff, that they stood, they stayed up at night just talking to each other mm -hmm. about, okay, well, this is how it happened with me. Well, this is how it happened with me. And what they were doing was they were growing their promises together on the inside. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. You and I have to link up with like-minded people. You get it we wrong have with to, the right people. You do. You have to run with the right people, the right tribe. You know, people say, find your tribe, find your tribe and stick with them. Find people that will speak life into your promise and not try to kill your promise. Because newsflash, there are people out there who will try to destroy the word that God has given you. Mm -hmm. If anybody but the enemy, the scripture tells us that the enemy comes to steal the word immediately. He's coming to steal the word that has been given to you. So what is he going to use the most? People. He's going to use people because principalities use personalities. And some people don't even know they're being used by, by the devil. But they, they are in some cases. And they'll be used to try to destroy the promise that God has placed within you. So as a Mary, you have to find your Elizabeth. As an Elizabeth, you have to find your Mary. And what their relationship tells us is age doesn't play a factor in this. Mary's 15 years old. Elizabeth is 80. But they both have a miraculous promise from God. So, you know, every single one of my friends are older than me. Every single one of them. Like, I don't have friends who are my age. But you know what? It doesn't matter. From the oldest friend I have to the youngest friend, we all speak life into each other mm -hmm. and into our promises. So if you're 16 years old and you've got an old precious saint of God, and that's the only person that will speak life into you and into your dreams and into your promises, then so be it. Let it's them speak. Better. It's almost yeah. better. Like it really is because they're cheering you on and they've lived it. You know, they've lived, they've walked with the Lord. They've, they've, they've carried out, they've gone through the hard stuff. And so for someone to like, look at your situation and actually speak life and say like, Hey, you're going to make it. It's going to be okay. Exactly. And they're also championing you. It, it, to me, it's more meaningful than having someone else uh, yeah it's great to have people your your same age who are running with you and are like cheering you on and you're cheering them on but to have someone who's been through it speaking into your life and cheering you on it just hits different you know it really does and so you you have to find your friends like that and that's the reason i wanted to take the time on on that particular subject and we've touched on this before but it's nice to be reminded you know Find people who will speak life into you mm -hmm. and not tear you down. Yeah. So now, okay, we're moving on. <clears throat> Mary finally comes back. She's to a place now. Her promise is not dying. Her promise is not going anywhere. She's, she's done her job. She's kept the faith. And now she has to tell her husband, Joseph. Now we bring him in the picture. The scripture tells us that he did not find out until their wedding night that she was already pregnant, but it was a miraculous 
now you put yourself in Joseph's position. And he's like, okay, like Mary, what, what's happening here? You know, and she's like, well, you know, what had happened was um, the angel came and she goes through this whole thing. And Joseph's <laughs> like, mm -hmm, yeah, all right. Okay, you've been gone for six months now. You've been or three months. You've been gone. All right, whatever. You know, I've heard. I heard Jesse Duplantis say, "Okay, what's his name? What what was his name?" And but the scripture says that Joseph was such a good man, and he was such a just man that he started figuring out because he knew Mary's fate. If somebody found this out, he knew what would happen. So he started figuring out a way to just kind of put her away in private and just that nobody would find out he wasn't going to marry her, but he was going to put her away or do something, you know, just to, so she would not die because he knew that this was serious. This could actually cause trouble for them both. This could be terrible. So Joseph is now in a place and distraught. And now he's got this wife and she's already pregnant. And now he's like, what do I do? Yeah, so Joseph's probably swimming, you know, his yeah. head is just like, I mean, it's yeah. like, literally, he's like, okay, well, do we get a divorce? Do you know <laughs> what happens? Yeah, has she been well, unfaithful? Yeah. Yeah. What, what do we do? And then the angel has to come to Joseph in a dream. And Joseph finally, you know, he tells Joseph, fear not to take Mary as your wife, for which is conceived in hers of the Holy Ghost, not of man, and so on and so on. And then he tells him, you'll name him Jesus. And so he goes on to tell, he basically confirms, you know, he confirms the story that Mary told him because, you know, Mary. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, hey, we're good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Look, here's the deal. The devil don't like this message. You no. know why? Because this story kicks him in the head every single time yeah. Yeah. because of the prophecy in Genesis that said the seed of the woman is coming and it will mm -hmm. crush your head. Mm -hmm. And so this is that story. This is what happened. Anyways, moving on. I'm getting to the point here. So the angel comes to Joseph. Joseph's cool. He goes to Mary. They're good now. But now they got to figure out how, you know, okay, well, at least we believe each other. Mm -hmm. At least we're good with each other. Our family unit is good. So let's take our family unit, move it forth. So now we know they're about to go to Bethlehem, you know, and we, we know the rest of the story there. Mm -hmm. It did happen. The baby was born. You know, it was born in the stable because there was no room in the inn, which really we now know the reason why he had to be born in the stable. Mary's swaddling clothes that she wrapped him in was actually her grave clothes because on a journey like that, women back in those days had to wear their burial cloths on their clothes in case they died on the way. So when they were there, 
this the manger was not a wooden box with with hay and all this in it what it actually was was a cave and it was a stone slab and mary all she had was the grave clothes and she wrapped him in it and she laid him on there which is why the angel told them this shall be a sign unto you you shall mm -hmm. find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger or could it have read this way this shall be a sign to you you will find the babe born exactly the way you'll find him when he dies. You'll find him in burial clothes laying on a stone slab inside of a tomb. Mm -hmm. And it was a prophecy that he would be, that he would die one day and that he, you know, would save us all from our sins. And that was the miraculous sign of his birth. So we do know that that happened. He was in fact born of a virgin, his and, and Joseph and Mary. Then they, they named him Jesus. Then they fled to Egypt because Herod was going to kill all of the babies. They fled to Egypt. Well, then we know that the wise men came on board. Then the wise men were not at the manger. They were not at the stable. They came two years later. It said they came to their house and they brought gifts. Hmm. And there was not just three there was more like 75 kings yeah. that came. Your dad was talking about, I've heard him give this message before, but he talked about it on streams today. Yes. As well. It's really, I, I love that. So there was three gifts, but not three kings. Mm -hmm. But there were basically what that translates to now was they opened their bank accounts and said, we will fund your ministry. That's pretty much. Now we're still talking about we're still talking about Mary here. Mary's witnessing all of this. Mary has now been this is 2 years later. What is she 17 years old? So she's 17 years old now. She's witnessed this from the time the angel showed up till now. Well now Mary's story didn't stop there. Mary kept living and Mary Mary ended up having, you know, a normal life, I guess, as much as she could. Mary's, Mary's fame probably spread throughout the land. And Mary probably was not only loved by a lot of people, but she was probably hated by a lot of people. And there was probably a lot of people who still said that crazy woman still believes up and down that she had the Messiah and that she never slept with anybody and had a child. And like, we don't believe her. So, I mean, Mary probably had to endure all of these comments mm -hmm. her whole life. But Mary ended up having other children. Mary had, because the scripture says that Jesus had brothers and sisters. So Mary had other children. Well, we see Mary again in another significant part 12 years later. But now we stopped at the, then that's from the Christmas story, 12 years later. So now she got these kids. Now, now she got not just Jesus. She got the son of God, the perfect human being, the child that ain't never done nothing wrong. Everybody's dream child. And then she got these other kids. And she's like, this child over here is finger painting on the wall, Aztec symbols. We have no idea what they mean <laughs> and making a mess. Then you got this one's crying. This one won't quit hitting their sister. This one won't quit doing this. And then you got this one over here who never does anything wrong. He just mm -hmm. won't do anything wrong. And don't you know, 
her other kids probably got tired sometimes of hearing, why oh, can't yeah. you just be like your brother? Just yeah. be like him. Why yeah. can't you just act like him? So now it's time and they got to go to church and they got to get together and they got to get dressed. And, not, you know, don't you know that it's probably a feat? It's probably a, a big deal. They, they're trying to get all these kids together. Jesus is fine. He ain't doing nothing. He's ready for church. He was the first one up. You know, he's ready to go. Yeah. And they get there. They leave church. You know, praise God. Hallelujah. We did it. Thank God we made it through with these heathen kids and Jesus. And because every child compared to Jesus is a heathen child. And so you're like, yeah. thank, thank God we made it through. And then Mary looks around and she's counting. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, dear God. Where's Jesus? <laughs> like, where, where is Jesus? Yeah. And where is your brother? Did you sit? Have, where is he it's at? Like home alone. Actually. I, it, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so Bible Mary, yeah. Mary was the original Mrs. McAllister. Uh-huh. So, except <laughs> this is not Kevin. This is the son of God. He was in his and father's so, house, you know? Yes. So, and so she's like, oh, dear God, where's Jesus? I've I've lost the son of God. Like, I, I've actually, and she feels now like a failure. She's like, oh, we've made it this far, and I've lost him. I've mm -hmm. lost him. And now she's got one kid, probably James, going over there going, ha, ha, Jesus got lost. Hi, he finally did something wrong. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, buddy system. Everybody split up. Everybody go Another on. kid, yeah. <laughs> right. Buddy system, go. And everybody's running through the streets. Jesus, 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 where are you? Where are you? So finally they find him. And it says in the message translation, they looked at him and they said, why did you do this to us? <laughs> why? Why did you do that? You know, can't, can't you see your parents? I have had it up to here. Like, why? How dare you do that? Now, this is Mary talking to Jesus 12 years later after the most miraculous birth of all time. Yeah. You were supposed to be the good kid. Yeah, yeah you were the, the golden child. Like, why did you do this? And he goes, well, don't you know that I have to be about my father's business? And the scripture tells us that they actually didn't understand what he meant at that moment. Now, that is how far. Now, this puts Mary again, just like you and I. That is how far Mary had gotten in routine with her normal life that it didn't even register with her anymore. She got so distracted in normal life and everyday life. Number one, she lost Jesus. How many times have you and I got distracted in our normal life mm -hmm. and we lost the voice of Jesus? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and we thought, if only I had have been in tune and I'd been focused, I could have heard what was being said. I could have known where to go. And don't you know that Mary felt like the biggest jerk at that moment? Oh, and like and failure she, on like a like a cosmic level. Like you and I will like, never know probably that yeah, level of failure. The son of God. Right. Yeah. Who I've been through all of this with. Oh, now God. I've I've lost him. So now mm -hmm. 
now she got mad at him because he was at his father uh, doing his father's business. And then she'd probably beaten herself up because she didn't realize what he meant. And so, you know, Mary just gets in this. I can just see her going, OK, God. All right. I'm committed now. I'm committed. I'll never let that happen again. I will never. I will be in tune. I will know. And I'm committed to raising him the way that he is supposed to be. I'm committed to continue to grow the promise that you gave me. And we can put this in our life. Now we fast forward a little bit more. And this is my closing part of the Christmas part three. Mary's a little bit older now. So Mary was almost 30 years old when she lost Jesus. So Mary was just a little bit younger than me. And uh, so it's once again, it's easy to put yourself in that position. So now Mary's in her 40s because Mary was only 40, about 48 when Jesus died. And so we, that kind of gives you a, a understanding of exactly how young Mary actually was and maybe her thought process. So now Mary has this wedding that she has to go to. And more than likely, Mary, this was one of her daughters getting married because the scripture says that Jesus and his disciples were called to the wedding. They were called to the wedding. And in those days, young virgins got married on Tuesdays and widows got married on Thursdays. Well, the scripture said that the wedding at Cana was on the third day of the week. And so that would have been a Tuesday, which would have been a young virgin would have, would have been getting married. The reason why we know it was more than likely one of Mary's daughters and one of Jesus's half sisters is because Mary was so concerned when they ran out of wine. Oh, yeah. why, why would Mary have taken that upon herself if it was just a wedding she was invited to because if they had ran out of wine, it was considered an insult and the marriage could have been annulled. Well, Mary knows a little bit about something, something about going into a marriage where it could have just all went haywire and all fell apart. Mm -hmm. And so Mary was like, mm -mm, no, this ain't going to happen. And also we have no record of Jesus ever going to, why was this wedding recorded? but no other wedding, maybe he attended or something that wasn't recorded. Mm -hmm. This one must have been really, really special besides what he did later. So Mary is running around. She doesn't, she doesn't know what to do. Her daughter's marriage could be annulled. The wine is gone. And she goes, what do I do? What, what, what do I do? I, I'm, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm, my nerves, I, I've already planned this whole wedding. It's my daughter getting married. I, I don't know what to do. And then it hit her. I'm running to Jesus. I'm running to Jesus. Jesus, hey, hey, come here. Come here. I need to talk to you for just a second. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that's his mother. He goes over there. What, what's going on? You know, they've ran out of wine. And he says, okay. You know, what, what do you, what, what do you want me to do about it? Like at, my time has not come yet. What do you want no. me to do about it? Mm -hmm. And he could, you know, he saw the panic and he knew what she was asking, but he probably saw the panic on her face. He said, what do you want me to do about it? He said, uh, my time has not come. And don't, you know, I just got this pictured. 
that they might have just exchanged a look with each other. And she was just like, son, would you just do this for me? Would you just do this for me? And then he, Jesus says, go fill up the, the pitchers with water. Bring me water. Now, this is the main, the main phrase of this whole Christmas. If you take nothing away from this whole episode, I want you to listen to this one phrase. Mary never lost her servant's heart. She never lost it the whole time. She started out a servant. She's a servant right here. She looks at the servants and she says, whatever he says, do it. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. Whatever he says, do it. Now, Mary knew something about lining up with the word of God. We start our story, our journey with Mary saying out of her mouth, be it done unto me according to your word, to the word that is coming out of your mouth, to the word that has been spoken over me. Whatever you say, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Years later, she's at the wedding with her grown son and she knows this is the son of God. This is the Messiah. I've been through this journey with you. So she looks at the servants and she says, whatever he says, do it because she knows what will happen when you line up with the word of God. And if the servants had have looked at her and said, what, okay, well, how do you know? How do you know that whatever he says will come to pass? Maybe she looked at him and said, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story about how when I was 15 years old, I wanted to do something great for God. And I had big dreams and I, I just wanted God to use me. And then all of a sudden, an angel showed up at my door and told me this miraculous thing. And I was chosen to fulfill a prophecy, but I wasn't chosen until I lined up with the word of God. I wasn't, I wasn't able to carry anything out or fulfill the destiny or the promise until I myself said, be it done unto me according to your word. So let me tell you exactly what will happen when you say, when you do whatever he tells you to do. So if he tells you to go get the water, bless God, go get the water because he's going to turn it to wine when you get it. And and if we read through the story, Jeff, the only people besides Jesus and Mary who can witness that very first miracle in Jesus's ministries and Jesus's ministry was the servants. Hmm. It was the servants that got mm -hmm. to handle the miracles. It started with a servant, Mary saying, I'm that I'm the Lord's handmaid, which means I am the Lord's servant. I have a servant's heart. Jeff, we'll never get to handle the miracles of God if we do not have a servant's heart. Mm. 
We've That's got good. to get our hearts back to a place where we're willing to do anything and everything to serve God and and carry out the promise that he wants us to, to carry out, yeah. to fulfill our destiny. We have to get ourselves off of our minds. Mm-hmm. This is a time of year where it can be, it's the greatest time of year. It's the most wonderful time of the year, but it can also be the most selfish time of year because you'll be like, no, I want to do this. No, I want to do that. No, I want to do this. No, this is my tradition and I don't want it to quit. Well, you know what? Maybe your tradition needs to change. Maybe it's got to change. Move on. But whatever you do, we don't have time. You and I have been chosen in these times to carry out great promises of God, miraculous mm-hmm. things to make a history making impact on this planet. And we'll never do it if we will not say, okay, God, not my will, but yours be done. That Mm -hmm. is having a servant's heart. And so this started out with Mary, Mary having a servant's heart. She got to handle the single most greatest, most miraculous miracle on the face of the planet. And you and I, are handed the miracles by the miracle worker himself. He's giving them to us saying, go do this, go get the water. Jesus is responsible for turning it to wine, but you and I are responsible for bringing the water. Mm -hmm. So what I'm like today, if you take anything out of this, I'm going to be like Mary to any of you watching. Whatever he says, do it. Because I promise you, once you line up with the word of God that has been spoken and this word of God that is written down, my brother and sister, you will get to handle some of the greatest miracles you have ever seen in your life. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, good. The the thing that I um, I love about Luke chapter 1 is actually, yes, the, the part with Mary. But just before that, I like to read both of them together because Zechariah's story mirrors Mary's in many ways. Yeah. But there's a difference in their attitude and how they respond. Right. To the angel, that same angel, Gabriel, coming comes to both of them. But Zechariah says, immediately, God says something that's, in Zechariah's mind, impossible or very difficult. Right. How can this be? She's old, all this stuff. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. He was a priest. So he right. was very aware of what happened with Abram, Abraham and Sarah. Right. Okay. And the fact that she was of old age when she gave birth to a child. Right. Um, so he's very aware of this. Yeah. Um, and so, but he's immediately meets it with unbelief and doubt. Exactly. He faces consequences. The word is still fulfilled, though, because Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will fulfill the purpose for which he sent it. OK, so but we have two choices when God comes to us and, and instructs us on on something. Right. So we didn't see the servants go, whoa, you want us to get water? What are you doing, man? They were just like they just did exactly what he told them to do. Right. So even the servants you were talking about, even they were obedient to Jesus and they right. did what he asked them to do. So we have two good, choices man. when, when God instructs us, 
we can either be met, we can meet it with doubt. That's and right. And we see the consequences of that in Zechariah. Yeah. Or we can say you know, exactly what Mary said. So yeah. we have two different heart postures we can have towards something that that's right. God has asked me to do some crazy stuff and it's best to just not try and reason it out in your head and just go, all right, let's, all do, right, it. let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, in that story, it also goes to show you the authority, which makes more sense that that was Mary's daughter's wedding because she looked at the servants and gave them instructions and they did not buck her. It's mm -hmm. like if you were just a guest at a friend's wedding and then told the servants, okay, never seen you do before. this, <laughs> whatever he says, do it. They'd be like, and you're who are you? Coordinator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but you're right, man. That's, that's so good. See, iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And also that's too, awesome. you guys, I would really encourage you to go and read that passage of where Jesus turns water to wine. Cause we've had mm -hmm. a, a couple of guests now over the last two weeks, bring that story up. And so oh, I really wow. think that that's actually something that people that that's for you guys to really dive into yourself. I would say read Luke chapter one, but then go and read where uh, the Jesus turns water to wine as well, because awesome. God's God's got something deeper for all of you guys. Um, yes, he does. Speak to you in different ways. So Krista, why don't you go ahead and pray? And then we're going to do, we're going to close out. The, we're going to do the super festive part that. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, Lord, Father God, we come to you tonight. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I thank you for all of these people watching. Lord, no matter where they're watching from, Lord, from the top of the world to the bottom and all the way around. Lord, I thank you for those that will come across this broadcast at a later time. Lord, I, I ask you tonight, Lord, that those that are watching, first of all, if they don't know you, Lord, I ask you that you send the perfect laborer across their path, Lord, to to speak you in a way that they will understand. Lord, that will speak to them and speak to their hearts, Lord, so that they have a heart to receive. And if that's you watching and you say, oh, this is, this is me tonight, then all you have to do is just say, Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And just to be like Mary, say, take my life and do something with it. Mm -hmm. And if you said that prayer, then you are now a child of God. You're now in the family. So, Lord, as we're a family here together tonight, Lord, I thank you that for the destiny that is placed in front of each and every one of us. Lord, the call that you placed in our lives before we were even conceived. Lord, I thank you for all of our gifts, our talents, uh, all the ways that we're supposed to be used for you, Lord, uniquely. Lord, the way you made us to be. Lord, I ask you that as you speak words to us and tell us exactly how you want us to, to do things, where you want us to go, what you want us to say, Lord, that we would have the response like Mary and say, be it done unto me according to your word. Lord, tonight I commit to do and say what you want me to do and say. Lord, and I, I encourage my brothers and sisters watching to do the same thing, that we would commit to following this out 
Lord, the plan that you have, Lord, so that we can also be history makers. And just like in the song of Mary, where she says that generations will call me blessed. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. Lord, I ask you to use all of us in such a way that what you do for us will never be forgotten. And Lord, that we can say we were there when it happened and we can be talked about for generations to come as history makers in this land. And Lord, I give you glory and honor and praise for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So be it. Mm, what a great message. Oh, Such praise a good message. God. Yeah. Um, oh, Rachel, uh, it was Clay brought up the the uh, story of Jesus turning to one. And there's someone else. I cannot remember. Maybe someone else remembers. But um, yeah, Chris said, seriously, this is this is a very like this is a this is fire. Straight. Thanks, fire. Jeff. So good. Thanks, man. Yeah. Love it. So. All right. Are you ready to do the Christmas question? I'm ready. I was born ready. Mm, all right. Here we go. All right, Krista. Uh, hold on. I <laughs> windows open, and I totally buried. Oh, here they are. I have like so many windows open, and I buried the the questions. All right, question number one. Okay. Uh, what are you most looking forward to this season? Or maybe you've already done it. Yeah, I actually have already done it. Um, we had an event at our church for the very first time this year called Christmas on the Red Brick Street. And we have this beautiful red brick street that's in front of our church. And we lined it from end to end with toys and families that were in need from all over the area came. And we had we had hot chocolate cookies and every child got a ticket. And if they could go on the street and pick out anything from a bicycle to a Nintendo Switch to a basketball, football, what whatever they wanted, and it was completely and totally free. So and cool. so if I never got to do anything for Christmas ever again, but got to do that event every year, that's it. So that was that was amazing. You can go to my Instagram, those that are watching, Krista J. Bullock, and watch the recap video. It was amazing. So favorite so far. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's it. it was you guys, that says your first time doing that. Yes. So mm. it'll be now every year. How cool. Yeah. What a so. cool idea. I bet the kids were just like, minds were blown too. They it was amazing. Like, we had a live nativity on one side of the street dude. and we had um, Mr. and Mrs. Claus on the other side of the street. So and cool. then everything was kind of in between those two. It, oh, it was amazing. That's so great, Krista. Awesome. Okay. Um, let's see. And there's a couple of questions here. I'm gonna be, uh, oh, um, I, I'm curious about this one. I asked it to Krista okay. Elisha as well. What non-Christmas movie is a Christmas movie for you? It could be a couple, maybe. Mm. Like there's a movie what? that's not a Christmas movie, but maybe you associate it with this time of year. Maybe you don't have any. <laughs> um, a non-Christmas movie that is a Christmas movie. Um, hmm. Okay. Um, honestly, Star Wars. Okay, because it came out a lot of it, it always out. comes out around yeah. Christmas. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I would I would say Star Wars probably. Yeah. yeah. 
No, and I always get in the mood to watch. I actually watched The Force Awakens. I was wrapping presents, and I was like, I'm going to yeah. go on The Force Awakens because it came out around this time of year. So. Yeah, it should be. Yep. I yep. remember. Good choice. Rock on. Yeah, rock on. All right, last question, then we'll do the uh, the other portion of this. Okay. Finish the sentence. It's not Christmas without. Eggnog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Crystal, I just said the exact same thing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Man, I need to be different, but I guess <laughs> when you have the same name. Yeah, it's just, you know. Apparently it's yeah. a, a thing. It's not, yeah. it's not Christmas without my tacky sweater. I'll tell you that. Yeah, there we go. There yeah. we go. Change no mine. Tacky. I didn't no say eggnog tacky. before. Okay. Okay. Tacky reverse. Sweater. Reverse. All right. Yeah. So we're going to do a uh, illumination put together this slide slide and okay. everybody who watched Christmas part one with Crystal Elisha, these are going to be new ones. Oh, so okay. these are all fresh. So people please feel free in the comments. Um, all right. So here we go. It's, Overrated, underrated. Okay. All right. So, overrated, underrated. You can also say correctly related or collect correctly rated Santa Claus. I think he's correctly rated. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. A Charlie Brown Christmas. It's underrated. Yeah. Are you right? kidding me? It's the greatest movie ever. Yeah, people like Duncan on it. And I'm like, dude, he full on preaches. It wasn't such a bad little tree. No. (laughs) It just needed a little love. Yeah. And then Linus, his him him preaching the gospel. I'm like, man, come on. Telling you. He drops that blanket when he says fear not. Mm -hmm. It's underrated for sure. This is all about Charlie Brown. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Tinsel. Uh, even though I'm wearing a ton of it at the moment, it's overrated. I hate Um, tinsel. I'm not a tinsel fan, but that's what made this shirt so ugly. <laughs> yeah. I also grew up with cats and yeah, cats, not good. Tinsel. Yeah. No, not good. Overrated for sure. Yeah, definitely. Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to say it's correctly rated. Okay. Yeah. All right. Presents. I mean, I love, I love presents. So, yeah. I mean, I, I do, but, but I will say like, get controversial. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm reading the note that illumination said, I said it out loud. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, um, I don't think you should be brats about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's people that don't get presents. I hate to sound like a, there's children in third world countries that would love it, but there's children in this country that would love it. And, um, so, you know, you should just be grateful and honestly care more about giving the present than getting the present. That's it, so man. That's, that, it right that's going to be my answer on that. Yeah. I would say that it's, it, to me, it's a contextual thing. It's overrated for some people that maybe yeah. have taken them for granted, but underrated for like, I think that we've made it more about, I have to get a gift for someone and right, like, exactly. about, like, I'm just blessed if somebody thinks of me and is like, Hey, I wanted to get you this. Cause you know, like, I don't care what exactly. it is. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So getting presents is overrated, but giving presents is underrated. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Elf movie overrated. I'm sorry. That's that's gonna be the controversial, unpopular opinion. 
I do think it's funny. I do. I really do. But I'm just like, it, I don't know. There, I get secondhand embarrassment sometimes watching. Secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> and I'm like, oh dear God, I would be so mortified. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know. So yeah, in my opinion, go. but that's not yeah. to, that's not to diss it though. No, I'm. It's not going to stop I, me I from watching it. I just watched it the other night. Yeah. See, you still watch it, but you think it's overrated. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. All right. Uh, ugly sweaters. Um. Are you kidding me? They underrated? are underrated. Yeah. They are underrated. Yeah, they've kind of made a comeback, but in an ironic way. But it's sort of become. Like, you only expect them. If you're going to buy a Christmas sweater, you expect it to be ugly now, you know? And you just yeah, rock it. I mean, yeah. I, is it I then ugly no then? Is it is it ugly then if if now we're like, oh, that's amazing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's just what they're called now, you know? Yeah. Just called yep. ugly sweaters. I love but them. No, they're definitely underrated. Yeah. I heart ugly sweaters. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. All right, gas station pizza on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> because that's my jam, and I know that was made for me. Uh -huh. Thank you. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So what are you talking about? Totally underrated and if you've never tried it, you need to get it. Okay. Okay, so tell okay. the story really quick because people may not have seen there are people that may not have seen last year's when you talked about it. Okay really fast here we go one christmas eve we were stuck doing a ministry event i shouldn't say stuck we were not stuck we're grateful to do it we're privileged to do it but it was christmas eve and it was late and it was getting very late by that time we did not feel like cooking nowhere was open we were on the way home our gas station serves hunt's brothers pizza which i think those are kind of like all across the country they serves hunt's brothers pizza so we were like is everybody just up for a pizza and we said yeah so we stopped in i sat there i was the only person in the gas station waited for like over an hour brought it home it was the greatest pizza i'd ever had in my life at that moment don't know if it was just because i was just hungry or what but that became a tradition that every christmas eve after that we got a pizza from the gas station and yeah. ate it so there you go yeah we always we didn't do anything like that but always the day before christmas eve we always went to a china chinese buffet like that yeah. was like the thing we did uh so merry christmas yeah. eve eve Merry Christmas Eve, Eve. I'm all about Christmas Eve, Eve. Love it. Yes. We should have put that in here. All right. Last Christmas, the song. Oh, Last this Christmas. one's controversial I too. You my, I hate. I'll let you go first. <laughs> it's overrated. I'm, it's I'm so sorry. overrated. Yeah, I it, never liked that song. It. I mean, I get it. Like, honestly. It's the beginning is jamming, like just when it first starts, like it makes your head do like this. But once, once George Michael starts singing, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. all right, well, it's time yeah. to change the song. Not, not because I don't like to hear that. It's just, I don't know. It just kind of, it, it, just, it gets just, repetitive and yeah. it's annoying. It's not my, not my jam either. I'll, I'm going to embarrass thing. my sister. So she loved that song growing up. And then my dad told her that it was a guy singing. She thought it was a girl singing and she cried. I'm not even joking. She cried. I was in the, I was there when it happened. Yeah. So, so you ought to know. She was yeah. devastated that it was a guy. And That's a girl. awesome. Yeah. 
All right. Nativity scenes. Oh, underrated. Super underrated. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I mean, that is legit what it's all about. That's kind of the story we just told. Uh Yeah. It would be really weird if you said they were overrated. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never. Never. Never, ever. All right. White Elephant. So I've actually never played White Elephant. I know. I mean, I know what it is. Um but so i mean i guess i really have no no opinion on that i guess to me it would be underrated because i've never played it but you know i'd have to play it and then tell you what i what yeah, I, it, it, I mean it really depends on what present you get and then yeah. if it gets taken away from you by someone else but right my family that on my mom's side every christmas eve that we would do that and then uh and then we would and then we would open real presents afterwards so it's always a lot of fun so yeah yeah. we'll come back next year and i'll tell you if i play continued yeah to be continued all right fruitcake Mm, oh i mean does anybody like like fruitcake i mean i i I think i do (laughs) i like i don't have it enough to be like yes i don't i don't either so i'm gonna just say i want to say overrated just because it gets brought up in like everything and I'm, i'm like okay leave fruitcake out of it uh-huh yeah so. super overrated but i think it's kind of i'll say this though it is overrated to hate on it because okay like, yeah oh, all right yeah like, oh oh it's like a thing it's kind of like brussels sprouts I, everyone's like oh hey i actually like brussels sprouts but, i yeah. love brussels sprouts yeah. so yeah no yeah. i get that yeah uh i think this is it yes it is all right yay yay we did it we did it we Krista. did it another christmas in the books man thank you so much um i love your just your heart and just your joy during this time of year it's very palpable and i think that's something that's an absolute blessing to people we need people like that and so we just we love you krista oh thanks man i love you too and it has been so good to be back with you i know like it's um i miss you man it's been crazy it's been crazy so yeah this is good and also like this is it's not christmas to me until christmas i'm i'm just gonna be honest yeah 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 well we'll do it again next year you know let's do it no reason not to that's what i say i know that's right yeah so krista why don't you tell people really quick how they can they can follow you how they can watch all the stuff that you guys do So you can tune in to Church International uh, on Sunday mornings at 1045 a.m. Central Time on the Church International YouTube channel or go to churchint.org. You will nine times out of 10 see me there. So I will be there, especially this Sunday since it's Christmas Eve. So if you don't have a church to tune into, we will be having a service at 10 a.m. Central Time this Sunday. On Tuesdays, the 11th hour on the Robin D. Bullock YouTube channel channel or robindbullock.com at 11 a.m. Central Time. And you can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Krista J. Bullock, just like it says on the screen. Boom. And links are in the descriptions too. So if anybody's like, ah, my eyes glazed over, I wasn't listening, just open the description and go to the follow Krista section. And there's all those links and you can just boom, 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 boom. There it is. Krista, thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. Absolutely. So everybody, this that was our show. Tune in tomorrow. We're going to be having the Elijah Fire Christmas Party. Yeah, you heard that right. It's actually called the Elijah Fire Christmas Party. 
and we've got guests other people from the ministry are going to be hanging out with us so it's going to be a super fun time you guys um light we're gonna keep it light fun you get to meet some people uh some very colorful personalities will be there it's gonna be great so uh, that's at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time tomorrow we love you guys and we'll see you then okay bye this has been elijah fire thanks for listening for more episodes like this you can check out the elijah fire podcast on elijahfire.com on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 